<clears throat> All right, got to see if I can remember how to do this. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Songs That Changed You. My name is Aiden, and much like Eminem, the Backstreet Boys and High Waisted Pants, we're back. Yeah, back for season two. And I couldn't be more excited to bring you another year of conversations. Conversations about songs that mean something to someone. Songs that have been played at just the right time. Songs that have been there through tough situations. Songs that have sent people on a journey with God. And I've got some great guests lined up over the next coming weeks. You're going to hear from musician Mark Barlow, dating coach Mel New, tattoo artist Corey Romista, and today... Josh Hawkins, a.k.a. Hi Josh. You might be familiar with his hilarious online videos. He's an influencer and before all the online fame, a pastor as well. So if this is your first time listening, please subscribe. It's going to be a great year ahead of us here on Songs That Changed You. Let's get into it. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Yes, it's time to talk songs once again. Songs that have had a significant impact on somebody's life. And I'm joined in the studio by... A man that I would argue probably wouldn't have a job only 10 years ago. Uh, Growing up, it's hard to describe what he does, but he does it now. He's an online sensation. Hi, Josh joins me. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Hi. I'm great. I like that way of introducing. 10 years ago, you would have been unemployed, but lucky for you. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, we live in this world where the jobs that our kids are going to have don't exist at the moment. And and you're a great example of that. Thank you. Why don't you tell people a little bit about what you do day to day? Yeah. So, depending on who is asking, I have a different answer for what I do. I could say... As in like the Australian tax government or... or I think think they believe that I'm in advertising, Uh which is, I guess, technically true. Yeah. Some people, I I would say I'm a comedian, although I, I, I use that term, you know, sparingly. A lot of people would just say I'm an influencer. Which again, like, what does that mean? But basically, I just make fun, funny videos and put them on social media, and people seem to like them, which is nice. I really like your stuff because it is exactly that. It's fun, it's silly, and <laughs> it, it's often very like relatable as far as like because we have kids similar right. age, and I'm like, oh, that is how my kids react, or yeah, you know, yeah. like just trying to keep those positive little moments in the day, which you seem to capture really well. Mm. I'm very good at editing. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? All right. So that's what you do. How did you get to this point? I was always into video. So my parents had a video camera when we were young. So, you know, I'd always just bring it out and have fun with it. Then I bought my own when I was like late high school. And um, that's when editing was started to come out on the new Macs and that kind of thing. So I just love making videos and I was on the other side of the camera. So I was a cameraman, the editor, that kind of thing did a bunch for youth and youth camps, was always doing those videos. And then one day I thought, hey, I'm going to try my luck at the other side of the camera. And so I started making YouTube videos basically when YouTube came out. So this is like a very, very long time ago. 
And then that was just a hobby for a very long time. No one really watched my videos. Maybe a few friends were like, oh, I saw your YouTube video. Until one day, one day in 2015, um, I made a video that went viral. Um, so that was the first time that anyone outside of my friends had seen. And what was that one? Uh, so it was me throwing things into other things behind my back. So trick shots. Okay, right. Right. A 30 second video, but I would throw like, you know, toilet paper into the toilet paper roll, roll holder and milk into the fridge. It was, it was a bit random. I guess it was kind of funny if you think about it. But yeah, I, I uploaded it and then the next morning it had 3 million views. Wow. Which was more than my, you know, 600 views that I would normally get. Um, and then by the end of the week it had 8 million views and I was being interviewed by Koshi on Sunrise and like all these radio stations. Because back then it was like, there was one viral video every two weeks. Yeah. It was before TikTok. So anyone that, you know, went viral was like, oh my gosh you're currently viral, you're, you know, and this is like around the world. So that was kind of fun to have that journey. And ever since then, I was like, huh, that did well. Let me try something else. So I did another video that went viral as well. So I was like, ooh, okay, this is more than just a hobby now. Um, and then a couple of years later, you know, my brand was like, hey, do you want to make some videos and we'll give you money? I was like, sure. I like money, sure. <laughs> I like money. I like making videos. So then it was like, oh, I could do this as like a part-time thing and then it turned into a full-time thing so been doing it full-time for since 2018 was when I I was actually a pastor before that and during that um so I finished up being a pastor and uh now I'm a full-time influencer <laughs> do you feel like you can switch off or do you feel like you're constantly mining your own life because working in radio like I'm constantly jotting down ideas right. and different things that I can talk about because got to fill those hours got to yeah. create that content funnily enough my challenge is switching on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have thousands of ideas, but I find that the whole process is just, it's so long and not painstaking, it sometimes is, but it's like, uh, I could barely, I could basically do one video a week and that's <laughs> doing it full time. And these videos aren't long, it's like a minute long. Yeah. But you know, the ideas that I've chosen, they take a while to actually um, execute. So, I don't feel like I always need to be on. Um, any like social media expert would be like, you need to post three TikToks a day or whatever. I'm like, nah, I'm never, ever, ever going to do that. Even if it means that maybe I, I won't grow as fast or I won't, you know, get as many followers. I'm all about that life balance. It's good. <laughs> to the I point like where that. maybe I need to switch on a bit. <laughs> Uh, well, we're here to discuss a song that has impacted your life And you've given me two songs have, yeah. In the lead up to this, you sent me through one And then this morning, another one came through <laughs> Now, something that you do quite regularly on your Instagram account Is you present your wife or your kids with two options on cards that they can't see Yes You did this recently for uh, a holiday you went on with yeah. your family Yeah And so... The person on the other side has to pick. Ooh. I've got two cards here. Ooh. I've written down your first song and your second song on two different cards. Okay. I'm going to shuffle them around and we'll see where this conversation goes. I like this. I really like this. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to make sure you... I probably haven't done it terribly well, but let's see how we go. Okay. I've picked... Oh, you've picked the Christian song. I gave him a Christian <laughs> song and a... What do you call it? Secular, mainstream <laughs> A good song <laughs> Jokes So this is Well With My Soul Or It Is Well With My Soul Yes It is well 
so this is a song that was released like a long time ago. <laughs> this is a hymn from the 1800s. The big drop from the 1800s, yeah. It came from uh, Horatio Spafford. Yeah. When did you first hear this song? Ah, uh, so, I mean, sometime in church, probably in the late 80s or 90s when I was a kid, but... So you grew up in church? Yeah, yeah, I did. So it's kind of interesting, some of these hymns, how long they stick around for, because people are still singing this song and yeah. it's still a banger. <laughs> um, I don't really know when the first time I heard it was, but certainly heard it lots of times in different different ways of, of performing it as well. Well, when was the first time that it really connected with you, that you went, oh, this is a song that means something to me then? Well, it's because... Someone told me the backstory about it. That's when I was like, oh, this song isn't just like a good song, like musically and lyrically. Like the story behind how it was written gives it almost all of its meaning. I didn't know this story until you sent through the song. I knew the song, like you. I've grown up singing this song plenty of times. Yeah. Hundreds, maybe thousands. <laughs> uh, but never heard this story before. So wow. when did, when did you hear the story? I was a pastor um when I kind of heard it. So yep. yeah, 2017, 2016 something like that. So this is pre kids of your own. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pre the- pre everything of my own. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well let's talk about the backstory behind this yeah. song because this dude is a modern day job. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. I mean, a bunch of things happened to him. First of all, he was really rich. Yeah, I kind of figured that just with some of the story as far as he had investments that went wrong and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So he um, was in Chicago and owned a bunch of properties and was wealthy. And then from memory, I'm trying to get the order of (laughs) the tragic things that happened to him. So he had five kids, Yep. um, one son, four daughters. His son died under four years old, something like that. Yeah, he died of scarlet fever, which yeah. seems ridiculous now. But back then, that was a that was a real fear for a lot of people, obviously. Yeah. So his son passes away, and like, like if the story ended there, I'm like, wow, you've gone through more than I have, <laughs> right? Um, but then I think it's a year later, um, the Chicago fires happen, and. All of his, well, a lot of his properties uh, uh, go up in smoke and financially he's ruined. So Mm. it's not just, you know, his family, he's lost a son, but then financially, the thing that he had, (laughs) which is wealth, is gone. And Um, those fires are like legendary. Like we all have heard of Chicago fires. If you've watched any American television show, they probably made some kind of reference to it. Yeah, that's right. And so that happened. Then I don't know how long afterwards, but not long afterwards, maybe a, a year or two, they decide to go on holiday to England. Um, he has some business he needs to attend to first. And so his wife and four daughters go ahead of him and he's going to meet them in England. And they're going on boat. They're going on boat. I think this is-, is the 1920s or the 1910s, something like that. A long time ago. A lo- very long time Before ago. Before the internet, yeah. And the ship goes down that his wife and four daughters are on. And his wife survives and his four daughters die, which is, I mean just thinking about it and saying that it's just like so horrific. I can't even imagine it. Um, and his wife sends, sends a, a really simple telegraph to him. Telegram. Yeah. Telegram, not telegraph. And it says saved alone, just two words saved alone, which is like, uh, it's so like poetic and horrendous that 
she survives the four daughters die and um, she sends this message saved alone and apparently this is what I read he gets on a ship to basically go meet his wife Mm. and he goes past where the ship went down and as he kind of experiences that you know even extra um Grief and yeah, sorrow. Grief yeah. and sorrow for the, for the place where he's, you know, basically his whole family perishes. He um, writes this song. And when you hear the lyrics of it and you understand that backstory, you're like, oh my gosh, there's something so deep about the Christian life and the Christian faith and suffering and all of that stuff that it's amazing that this beautiful song came out of such a tragic event. You do hear stories of people writing music out of a tragedy. Mm. Like, that's pretty common. The best love songs are yep. ones of lost love and, and, you know... That's right. That sort of thing. But this is, like, next level. Like, this I don't like, think I can go on with I've my take, life. Yeah, everything's been taken away from me. What am I now going to write? And he writes a song called uh, It Is Well With My Soul. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. And... Also, there would be a level of unknowing. Like, he's on that boat. Literally, he's got two words from his wife. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know how she survived, how they didn't survive. Like, he would be going to find all that information mm. out. He would just know nothing, really. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Like, you're a dad. You can't help but think of your own children and think, like, I can't imagine life like that. Yeah. Well, I guess you think about, what are the good things in my life? Like, what do I have that make me appreciate and be grateful for life and you know for me it is my wife my kids and like the job that I have and like I the guess opportunities the opportunities and, and like you know we, we've been able to buy a house and you know those little things where you're like oh that might never happen but it has and it's like alright take away all of it how would you feel mm. and it's like I have no idea I don't even know how I'd feel if you took one thing away. Like, I could crumble. <laughs> like, I could lose my faith. Like, I don't really know how I would act if that happened. But, you know, you see this guy's experience, like you said, modern day Job. It's like, yeah, how would you act towards God if everything was taken away from you? You like to think that you're <laughs> going to do the right thing. You like to think that you're going to be like Horatio. Horatio. Yeah. But... We don't know until we are tested. Yeah, that's You don't right. obviously want to be tested. No one wants to go through this sort of thing yeah. to see how it goes. Yeah. I'm going to sing this song completely differently when I'm in church next time it pops <laughs> yeah. up, obviously. because And I think we all will after you know that story. Yeah. You've obviously been singing it differently for a couple of years yeah. now. And that's why it connects so well with you. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Or they should make a movie about it. Like, it's that's kind of... It's a movie script, you know? That's mm. totally a movie script. Maybe they have. Maybe they've made a cheesy <laughs> Christian. There's a Lifetime movie or oh, no. a Hallmark movie type thing. It is well with my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those incredible stories that enhances a song. And I think we all have these, you know, different songs that mean something to us. But we can all interpret songs in a different way. And that's the that's the fun of a song. Like, it's what it means to you. And mm. this now will have a new meaning for a lot of people, I think. Definitely for me. Like, I had no idea. And I probably was one of the songs where I was like, yeah, this is a bit boring when it pops up <laughs> at church, if I'm honest. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it, though. I was listening to a few versions on Spotify. And the best ones are, like, the old school choirs. Like, because people have done, like, contemporary, like, acoustic, 
you know, trying to be cool. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a Bethel music version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then you, you listen to these old school choirs, like you feel it. Yeah. Josh, thank you so much for uh, coming on and sharing this song with everyone. Pleasure. I want to get you back and do episode two with the... Uh, Tennessee with the- Whiskey. <laughs> The, the other song A little bit um, different <laughs> we, we might do that a little bit down the track yep. um, But where can we send people to check out your videos and things? Hi Josh So if you're on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or YouTube Or whatever future social media comes out That's true Hopefully I'll get the handle Just hi Josh Thank you so much, I appreciate it mate Yeah And we're going to chuck the song on for everyone now This is It Is Well With My Soul and that's I hope it's a choir goes. version Okay, we need to have the choir version? Absolutely. Don't give me any of this cool stuff. (laughs) Here it is for everyone now.
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidang at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>